Good, 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 good morning, everyone. This is Yen Chong here. Another episode today, this week, and we are talking about brand identity. If you have missed last week's live stream, today's episode, we are recapping on that. I'll go through exactly how you need to build up with three ways. Just three ways you can use immediately so that you don't have to worry about your brand identity. If the only thing you are differentiating between you and your competition are pricing, and just have a different logo than them, then you have problem. So this week we'll address that. Roll the intro. So today is three ways to build online brand identity. You have to treat this a little bit different from normal brand identity. Um, partly also because I'm using more of a COVID situation to kind of share exactly where my standing. Uh, on brand identity is I'm using my own experience to share on it uh, to kind of create your own brand identity. So the first way you should create your brand identity is to make long-lasting impression with your brand identity. And what, why... Okay, this is such a long uh, first pointer, right? Uh, it's partly because your brand identity is an image. Okay, let me take out these slides. Yeah, it's an, it's an image. It's an illusion that you are trying to give it might sound like I'm like scamming people. It's like, oh, it's an illusion. But it is sort of like a first impression. So you have to kind of make a long-lasting impression. And that means that from top to the bottom, that means where your customer or your the stranger that first uh, have the first point of contact with you, they need to feel your brand. Uh, be it, it's not just about physical logo. It's not just about website. It's not about your uh, graphics. But how you deliver yourself... Uh, how you service your customers, all these plays a part in branding. And a lot of people just focus on the tangible stuff where actually the main thing that you can retain, even vendors, uh, maintain vendors, uh, maintain customers is actually through your service. How they experience you through the whole process. Like if they hire you for something, uh, could they get you instantly? You know, Could, could they get a reply instantly? Uh, do they need to wait very long for certain things to be done? Uh, what kind of style? Um, uh, is it working with you? Is, is, are they comfortable with it? And all this plays a part. And I feel that at this moment in time, a lot of people are just uh, showing the bare minimum of service and they're not going all out to do so because they don't see monetary, monetary value for it. Uh, one case study I can kind of plug this out uh, is through how I work with my vendors. As you guys know, I also run a wedding brand called Heart to Heart. Uh, and what we do is we write, we write to vendors that see what, whether they want to help us to kind of be part of this process. And after vendor had a chance to work with us, we open this kind of like a relationship. They kind of know us uh, on the back end and that invite them to work with us. Uh, because if we don't do that or if you don't do so, you might have an issue of them not able to trust you. And when we talk about business, it's really about trust. Um, trust is very, very important in this day and time. Uh, especially now with COVID, everybody is really uh, more more sensitive to the to the partnerships and the relationship. So it's not just about clients. Your branding also affects how your vendors work with you uh, in the long run. And I would say most of the business right now that you guys work, mostly work on work of mouth, which is like the strongest tool. And there are other tools that actually affects how uh, business owners work like this it's harder to get a stranger to work with you right um when a person that already cannot build a brand with a certain relationship yeah oh 
Imran, hi, hello, welcome to today's stream. Uh, we miss you. We miss you in the stream. We miss the the engagement. I I do miss like the back and forth, uh, that we have uh in other streams. So uh, today having to host alone feels a little bit weird, a little bit empty. I just felt like I'm, uh, it it's kind of feel nice to have like uh people people come in and say hi, you know, uh, just let me feel that uh comfortable. Okay, I think, it feels weird like after like you know a whole series like a six months then suddenly now I do host on my own if it just felt weird but uh, I, I do appreciate all the comments that comes in I really appreciate that yeah so uh, back to just now that point making long lasting impression with a brand identity so it's not just about how awesome your logo is we all know our own logos are the best that's all we all claim right yeah but it's really about establishing the concept uh, that can be understood across the board uh, so when I say concept, it's like the the feeling, you know, the ganjue. If you're Chinese, it's called ganjue. It's the feeling that you are giving towards uh, your vendors or your clients. And it's a feel-good feeling, actually. I mean, if it's a bad thing, then it'll be a feel-bad feel feeling. But it's actually a feel-good feeling that you give. So branding not, is not tangible stuff. Most of the branding thing are actually the image, how you present yourself, how you dressed up for meetings, how you dressed up uh, when you are... On, on site, how do you communicate? Yeah, are you very hard to work with? Uh, this actually affects your branding a lot. Yeah. Then, of course, there are more tangible stuff like your pricing, you know, all these little things does affect your quality of work. Of course, everybody wants the best quality of work, right? So, that is a measure of success. Uh, that's a measure of branding. Uh, and, of course, the long-lasting to me is still service. Service, offline, online, you know. Just the moment people touch base with you, uh, the first thing that they can they can think about you that will describe ultimately what your branding is, your identity. Yeah, and if it comes out bad, then uh, something must be done like, to be able to change that part. So it's really about long lasting. Don't it's not about short term. Don't think about short term. Think branding as a long term battlefield. It's really to navigate. Like you can't start a brand. Uh, with everything in place. There's no way you can create a branding effect with everything in place. You have to work for a few years, you know, continue, continue. Like even for my own brand, Heart to Heart, it's still not perfect yet. I still feel like there's a lot of like gaps that I need to fill to make the whole service experience much thorough. And that's where you can command higher pricing. You can't just go jump your price, double it and expect uh, things to change. Your customers wouldn't understand the jump. You have to create this experience as a as a train of thought where they feel like you are you deserve an X amount of money. And that amount of money comes from service. How you service them, how you work with them, your quality of work, all the things that I mentioned, these things add together. And tell me how you feel about this point because uh, this is how I feel about my own experience. I'm plucking my own experience and you feel that it makes sense or I feel like maybe uh, I might not be very accurate on my branding identity. Do let me know in the comments below. I do want to have this conversation because since we don't have a co-host today, it'll be good to kind of have you guys to speak up on the comments to let me know how you feel about the pointers that I have mentioned. Okay, so that is point number one. While you guys think about things that you can counter with me, I will definitely want to hear from you. Second point is to make your content shareable. Um, why I say that, it just feels like, feel like a blanket statement, right? Like, well, what exactly am I trying to say? Um, you have to think it through. Uh, and what I mean by think it through is um, you could have a lot of content marketing stuff that uh, could identify you, like to create an identity for your brand, which is true. 
Um, but you need to uh you need to make it shareable so that your brand might sound like legit. You know, sometimes when you buy some things that you feel like, oh, these things look legit, ah, you always tell your friend like, hey, these things look legit. You know, this this looks so like trustworthy, right? Yeah. So you should make your content more easy to digest in that sense. So um, is to make people reflect their own business. That means whatever that I told today, like brand identity, right? You need to be able to reflect on your business. And if it makes sense, then that's where your identity, your, you, you make yourself sound more believable in that sense. So when I say shareable, it's more of like, oh, um, whatever Yen Chong is sharing is like makes sense. So that can correlate to shareability. Like you want to use this to share to people because it makes sense. Uh, that's why it's very important to not only figure out the type of content your audience will want to find useful enough to share, but also make sure that it's valuable and credible. So fact check your stuff. Huh? If your things is not really uh, things that need to be like fact check, like medical stuff, you know, uh, wellness policies, you have to make sure that you do you did your due diligence to figure things out, to able to share it and make it bite size, make it more understandable as to compare to them finding from Google and stuff. And that makes your content shareable. Why I go to shareability is because we are in a social media platform. And if you don't make it shareable, then who will want to uh, spread your message for you? Because the best way to make sure that your content is legit is to have a lot of people share. A lot of people find that it's legit enough to share. And this will make your content more considered one tier higher than the normal content. Yeah, because you need to make people feel the kind of emotion like, Okay, sharing, liking, comment, and subscribing, right? Um, is an emotional decision. If you notice, it's not an objective decision. It's not like I tell you one is one, two is two. It's not like, okay, even though I mentioned something, then yes, it is something that you can consider applying it. Like I can say, oh, give me a like, give me a comment. But if I give you a legit uh, emotional response, like I can't give you like, hey, you know, give you the right energy and the right kind of mood then you will feel like the light and the comment it comes from within you. Yeah, it's not like I'm holding uh, at gunpoint and say like, oh, you have to give me the light, you have to give me the comment. But it's more of like, you feel that it's important. You feel that you want to do that. So that drives the emotional factor. Yeah, so it's a little bit complex on how I feel that I want to define that. But I really hope that uh, you understand where this is. this angle is coming from. Yeah, so... Uh, you have to come from where your where your expertise are. So the the more you can contribute in that department, the more people will want to swing to you, uh, because the because the more you do it consistently. So just like this live stream thing, I'm trying to commit my time to be able to translate into valuable information where I already know that I'm trying to pass to you guys, where you can listen and be able to understand and that translate into something that is consistent and something that you can share yeah if if i don't make it shareable then it's just you just listen and you digest there's no way to for you to be able to build that up so what we want to do is to make it shareable because if you have that shareable element inside that makes your content much more relatable to the people that you're trying to share uh, well, provided you already find out your target audience lah. so that's one thing we didn't know yeah so since we are playing in the social media field, you know, social media field, you need to take advantage of this shareability. Yeah. Uh, unlike uh, when you're doing offline, you, you can't do that because there's no shareability per se. But now we are playing in the social media online playing field. You can tap on such uh, skill set. Like that means that 
Facebook already give you that kind of share button, give you a like, you know, give you this community that you can build with. So you are merging your normal online into your online, online, like digital presence. Yeah, that will build your uh, awareness, la, awareness of how you can bring value to people. Yeah, so once you're able to build that, then you create this illusion. La. Again, I like to use the word illusion because it, I think it's relatable in that sense. Yeah. And the third one, let's see. The third one. Okay, the third one is to build your reputation, uh, become an authority. Um, this is very handy uh, to me right now. I feel that uh, I benefit the most. Yeah, uh, building reputation um, online is like the thing to do right now where everybody claims they are the guru, you know, they have all the solutions, they have the quick, uh, be able to get like uh, 10,000 followers in like uh, five weeks, you know, build a personal identity. But I feel that it's more of like a marathon. Um, it's not for you to race from like this year to next year, that kind of thing. Um, there's no end goal to it. I think the beauty of branding is is an ever-growing ecosystem where you are building for your own company. Yeah, you are only fighting against yourself and maybe your competition. Yeah, but you should spend more time figuring out what people perceive you rather than uh, you trying to imitate other competition. Yeah, so I think this is the right, uh, for me, this is the right definition of it. I've been doing it, I've been focusing more on branding and stuff since the early of this year. Um, to differentiate between me as a videographer versus me as a video marketing specialist. I, I think the way I pivoted was I'm not just a videographer because if you're going to place yourself as a videographer, you're competing with like a lot of talented, uh, they call it cinematographer. So in that sense, you, you can't compete because it's a huge general, a generic thing. So when people ask me, hey, you're a videographer, I'll say, no, I'm actually a... a a video marketing specialist because I want to let people know that I have two elements in my in my skill set. It's not just a video, but I do strategy with my with my clients. And that that niche that uh, that drill into the niche created that little uh, reputation of how people perceive me online. And uh, talking about reputation and building authority, uh, comes uh, story time. So music, yeah. So. This story time is where I come in as earlier this year, I'm just gonna kind of flashback a little bit. Earlier this year, I'm trying to build a brand for Heart to Heart, like uh, because it's a brand new wedding videography brand. Uh, it's, a, it's a sub, a uh, small chunk of my corporate brand into uh, Heart to Heart. So when we are doing that, right, of course we had to get the generic uh, branding identity stuff out, which means you need to have uh, your logo, your website, everything must be aligned like you already have to build a separate thing then uh, how you want to let people perceive you um, is through you know, your Instagram page, your Facebook page you have to create a, a whole new path like even your funnels how you communicate with your couples all this had to change and I think what makes Heart to Heart so, so much different is we emphasize on our personality that means because Heart to Heart is Two people, that means me and my partner. We wanted to create, uh, we wanted to put ourselves out there. So we created this personal branding thing to put ourselves out there and to work with other vendors, like what I mentioned. You work with other vendors, you build their rapport, you build their authority figure. And throughout that, we also share um, uh, tips and tricks to our clients, to our vendors. We 
we actually share like weekly updates with our couples on things that they should take note of uh, for regarding their wedding planning journey. So the moment they touch base with us, we greet them with a voice message or a video message to kind of show them that hey, congratulate them on their on their big day. We're very excited to serve them. And that's before they sign us. So I think the keynote is you shouldn't treat it, you shouldn't just serve after they sign with you, but you should serve them since the moment where they touch base with you because that's where the first touch point, that's where the first impression of a brand identity comes in. And if you comes in with like just a message, you are unable to differentiate yourself between you and the competition. So we want to create this distinct um, branding as to compare to a normal person that reply. So I was, we were just looking through what are the touch points. So the, maybe the first thing is my, our website. So how, how they perceive us through our website. Is our website uh, seamless? Is it frustrating to navigate from pages to pages? Is our Instagram very hard to navigate? Is our, is our colors that we use on uh, Instagram, does it reflect certain things? Yeah, there's a lot of little small elements that we need to make sure that it's as smooth as possible. So when they really see us like, when they officially touch base with us, they will have a good feeling about getting us. Because once you have that kind of sour taste on your mouth and feel like, oh, um, maybe uh, so frustrating to kind of get, even to get contact with them, and that's where they drop. I do have couples that voice out and say that they actually drop um, their photographers because he or she just failed to uh, reply in time. Like, they, it may drag a whole week just to get one reply from them. And that gives a very bad impression of how you deliver stuff. So it's not, okay, you, you notice that 90% of the time it's not about your quality of work. It could be, be, main thing is to get them signed, right? And when your work is not even done, all these things matter, like how you deliver, how you speak to the people, how you bring the value to them without bringing the real thing. That's a huge, huge difference. And why I like to highlight Heart to Heart is because Heart to Heart is something that I rebuilt from scratch, like literally from an idea to now uh, fulfilled to be a wedding videography brand. We work with countless brands uh, and we really enjoy the process of doing it. Lah. So recently we uh, even uh, create sort of like a flow that we, we can serve our our brides and our grooms uh, when they when they come to us. Um, we even kind of get feedbacks from our couples where or ask them uh, ask them like how they feel when they before they get into our service how they uh, connect with us like was it very difficult and what are the pros and cons of them getting to us like we want to find out exactly how the opposite end of the spectrum you cannot just assume that your your platform works you know you would think that oh uh, just do this, this then they can find us but sometimes you'll be in, you'll be interested to see how your customers actually find your brand feels like. Like going through the process, was it very hard to navigate? And all these things really does affect one brand. But a few main things that, I think this is one of the most important things that I want to highlight in today's stream uh, are a few things. After this story time that I managed to share, first thing is about honesty, uh, it's about integrity. Uh, you need to be honest when you are sharing information, like useful information. It has to come at the right place. Yeah, because that really builds up the reputation of uh, whether you are trustworthy or not. So don't offer or promise anything if you cannot deliver. This is one of the key things that uh, I feel that a lot of people when online right now, they can promise like rainbows and unicorns. But a lot just can't deliver what they think that they can deliver. You know, sometimes your expectation is so high 
See, it's all past my camera. Sometimes your expression is so high, but then when, when you deliver, it's about this level. So sometimes you never set your expectation with your customers. This is where things get ugly. There's a lot of like, you know, uh, things that can't be trusted. Dishonesty will reflect very badly. And um, correct me if I'm, if, I, if I'm wrong. Uh, integrity to me lasts a long way for your business. If you are in the business field and you feel that's the way, give me a like. Because I just want to know whether you feel that way or not. Because I feel that vendor's relationship in, uh, in business is 10 times more important than your customers one. Not saying that customers is not important. I'm just saying that you will feel that actually most of the time you are working with other vendors, uh, other partnerships. And these partnerships actually make your company healthier in that sense, not just financially, but uh, as a whole. Because you know that you have some people that you work with all the time that you can fall back onto in case things go south. And these are the people that are more, the most trustworthy to you and you can put 110% and you know that they will deliver for you. That's something that I, I, that I felt uh, on a group of vendors that I work with uh, through this whole year with Heart to Heart. Yeah, I think this is something that I learned like the max. If you agree with me, give me a like. If you're watching Rewatch and you feel that this is a cool point, just give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I think that, that to me hits the most Yeah, in terms of honesty. And to the next point is to become an authority. In order to build a good reputation, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to do your fact check. You need to make sure that uh, you know the industry well enough to harvest trust, uh, encourage people to kind of be loyal to your to your to the way that you do things. Uh, because that all leads to honesty and to be able to build the rapport. Um, this is more towards uh, bare identity for your vendors to how they see you. But I guess it also applies across the board, like how clients see you. Like you really need to have that integrity and stuff. And you know, the trust between partners is very important. And one last thing is um, consistency, uh, which a lot of people don't have right now. I feel that uh, I would say, again, it's the 80-20 rule. Correct me if I'm wrong again, because I'm really plucking from my own experience. Um, the consistency of people, I call it like the goldfish syndrome, where like the next big thing comes in, you just want to be part of it. So it's like a FOMO thing. You just go all over the place. You just try, 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 try. Then you're not consistent. So maybe you think that, oh, you want to do like um online webinar. Then suddenly you try, then you just like, oh, because not enough people watching, then you just drop out. Then you, oh, uh, IG live. Then you just jump to IG live. Then that, not enough traction then you get stuck again yeah so what i want to say is really you must it's very important that you be consistent with your brand how you deliver your stuff how you not just like just for your clients but sometimes how you operate your stuff you have to be consistent you have to be able to let people identify you that means you do long enough for people to identify you like i do live stream long enough to have an impression of an identity of me doing live stream I don't just do twice or do thrice, then just say, oh, okay, then you just call it a day. You won't have that impression. In fact, this morning I have a, I have a business meeting with um, two of the BBSG Business Network group and two of them, Nas and Yuzo, if you are watching this uh, in a rerun, you will mention that, hey, you are like the live stream guy already. You become the podcast guy. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'm the podcast guy, but if you listen to my podcast, then yeah, welcome to, the, to, my, to my podcast stream. 
uh, this is sort of like a podcast also if uh, if you want to it's more visual but it does have a podcast element to it um, if you create that consistency you are able to differentiate yourself that means I'm I end up I become more of like um like a live stream guy because I was do- I'm doing like this live stream all the time uh, I was able to introduce podcasts also so I become like a podcast guy a tech guy I think I have a lot of like quote unquote I'm not sure what what name do you give me if you are watching a rerun if you are watching right now do you have a nickname for me uh, am I a something something guy uh, I want to I want to find out exactly how people feel about what is my superpower I, f- I would say what's my superpower yeah so being consistent uh, make sure that you are constantly then avoid uh, being annoying is another point. I don't know whether I should say this, but I would say that um, being consistent is good, but being spammy is another thing. It's like a thin line, you know, uh, between you offending people and uh, a thin line pe- for people feel that you are bringing value to the, on the table. So um, as an introvert, I'm very selective of how I uh, send my message out. That means like uh, communicate in the community, uh, people that know me feel that actually I talk more through this setting and I talk more when I am having a direct message. That means if I'm talking to Imran, if I'm talking to uh, Rene, if I'm talking to Eugene, these are the people that I, uh, if you are plucking out of context, that means just like have a personal relationship, I actually have, I can bring more value in that sense. So that's why I like personal coaching a lot because I, I feel that when you tear down the wall, like you're just having one-on-one, I can really understand and really have very meaningful conversation with you. Because in a whole group, it's just very hard to kind of have that synergy. Yeah, so back to the point, I think I'm, I sidetracked a little bit too much. It's to be consistent, like be able to bring the value on the table consistently and to build that image of you being able to deliver. Because it's so, so important that right now, your identity will... In order to build your identity, you need at least six months. I would say a a good healthy amount is six months to build that trust. Uh, You might be surprised. Like, maybe this person that already know you for five months might not even talk to you until the six month. Maybe they start to have a WhatsApp chat or maybe they create a Facebook chat. uh, That you only can see after you build enough reputation. Uh, Be it with your vendors or with the people that you have um, passed your name card to. Because you notice that now branding is not name cards anymore it's not just website anymore it doesn't mean anything you can just do a website within five minutes online and that's about it that's that worth this this is this is worth how much this is worth zero dollars to me it's really meaningless if you don't translate it into some uh, your personality where people can can see you in action of course if you can show them what you can do you can show them uh, uh what you what you can do in action or you can like provide value in that sense meet your customers halfway just to deliver something that brings value your brand identity by a lot so today you see like there's a lot of things that i mentioned it's really not about your work i don't care about what kind of things that you deliver but you just make sure that through that process be it the funnel the service the impression you have to make sure that you are very sure what you are delivering and what kind of vibe you are trying to give yeah, if you are like the emo kind, <laughs> you want to be, you want to translate into more hype up. Your website, all these have to translate also. It doesn't be like, uh, we call it the company pers- persona and the founder's persona. 
And sometimes when you do the, this research between company persona and individual persona, right, you might feel that actually sometimes the founder is affecting the company's branding in that sense. And if you feel, uh, if you've never done this exercise before, I think uh, I would strongly, strongly suggest you try to do this uh, measurement because you'll be surprised that sometimes as an introvert, uh, when you have an extrovert brand, you might struggle a little bit because people just cannot, def- uh, like, will we confuse why your brand is like that when the founder is so keep to themselves. So I have to make sure that whenever you're trying to portray that, it's not just about your, your company website and your company name cards. Okay, so I just want to kind of go, if you feel that is whatever I'm saying right now um, is true, uh, if you're watching the rewatch and you feel that it's true, just give me a like, you know, give me a comment, give me a reaction. Um, these are all based on my personal thought. Yeah, it's not like um, I scripted this whole thing. I just script because I need to know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but this is what I feel about it. Uh, so I want to go a little bit more to the conclusion part. Today is slightly shorter. It was partly also because um, I didn't have a chance to really write about it. I I just went through a short brainstorm session and I... I was trying to see what are the things that I could kind of pluck, pluck things from. Uh, and this conclusion to me uh, summarized the whole thing. So I, I wrote it down, I kind of type it up. Successful building a strong brand online doesn't happen overnight. I think this this quote I managed to find out then I was like, oh, this is good, this is good. Uh, which I totally agree to it. Yeah, because when you are building a brand, it takes a long time. Like, even right now, I'm still not very confident with, like, what uh, YC Videos is about. Like, that's why I, that's why I split the heart-to-heart and the YC Videos so much. Like, people know that... People, some people know me from the corporate side. Some people know me from the writing side. Uh, but I want to make sure that uh, these two brands are separated. So, even contracts, uh, even contracts and the delivery and how we meet our clients is very drastically different from a wedding side and a corporate perspective. Yeah, so... It takes a lot of trial and error. It always will take trial and error. Like if you are a business owner, you are the first time doing business or solopreneur, you will definitely have mistakes. And our branding cannot be like a one-time formula. Like today what I shared might not be like 100% like applicable for you. But it's definitely something that you can try to do. Yeah. And your brand should be unique, easy to understand and memorable. Of course, it's very easy to say that in that sense. But... Uh, when I say memorable, it's like you really go out, out. That means you give like 120% every time you deliver. Of course, you don't do the point where you are losing money. La. Just saying that you you uh, do slightly more than what you have promised. That will definitely give a sweet, sweet taste in your customer's mouth. I'm pretty sure that you'll receive something like uh, you, 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 you actually wrote something to your customers like, oh, um... Uh, this is this is something 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 that we do on the house or this is complimentary and I'm pretty sure your customers at that moment in time is like wow shook like free stuff or like wow free consultation they will feel like wow they are they, they are being served as like a king and that's what we all want for our clients we may feel like wow uh going this through this experience with with uh, with Imran you know is is so enjoyable uh, I don't mind paying the S amount of money just to kind of uh be part of this process. I mean, why not, right? I mean, you if you find someone that they can serve you well, then no need to, you know, take so much time to find another vendor that is delivering the same thing. You must just stick with the ven- the, the customers that or the vendors that already you are very comfortable working with, right? So that is something that you should keep in mind. Like, you are retaining them for the long term. You are not building just like an ad hoc. 
unless your shelf life or your service or your product is like um uh very uh long lived la, like you know can last like 30 40 years that kind yeah then maybe your approach is some, something different but we are building a relationship yeah i should see this as a long term thing to build with your customers yeah then the next line is uh, creating a strong brand not only helps you achieve your company goals also increase your revenue for your business i think this is a very well said line and uh the the value is not monetary like to me the branding value is much higher than the monetary value that it gives you it gives you longevity for your business it doesn't like write off as a check or like you know there's a deadline there's no deadline to it the moment your branding dies is when you stop trying the moment your branding dies is when you stop serving so to me the branding is ever growing if you try to be to improve it you know every day just improve like one percent of it just improve maybe just a small area of it, maybe just a service or maybe how you deliver stuff instead of using um a very complex free software or like a free uh, thing that you do why not do something that is a paid a subscribe but the experience for your customers is like 10 times better like maybe watching a, a draft video don't have to go through uh, like email they have to open then it's like it's so rugged maybe there's a platform where you can host uh, draft videos for them to comment then they can write comments on the video they can highlight certain things uh, that, that makes the experience better so sometimes paid service might improve your branding overall and that also commands higher revenue for your company because it's the whole thing so some of the things in, in Chinese is you see, you'll say don't see you just can't save uh stuff that is supposed to be spent so just make sure that you spend some time to see like the whole ecosystem when you're delivering something is it something that you as a customer would want to experience it or is it something that you want to improve on tell people to go through your funnel and see exactly what you should improve on on your branding you know there are so many elements as a, in the branding uh, ecosystem we you can't just change everything overnight so you have to tell people to experience you serving them first and tell them as tell, then let them tell you exactly what you should improve on I think that is the perfect way to summarize tonight's episode yeah because I, I feel that yeah today episode seems a little bit shorter than the usual one hour partly also because I don't have my co-host um, but I would say that I wanted to bring my own uh, experience and my case study on the table to share exactly what I feel the, this building of brand is about because there's a lot of misconception and it's always like, oh, uh, just improve the... It's always the standard stuff. You know, build brand by uh, creating just one video, can it really? That's usually what my clients tell me. Oh, I thought brand, branding is just uh, creating a video, then like, oh, we can just translate our brand. But it's not, that's not the case. Branding comes in a lots of form. Like, you don't have to do a branding video to brand yourself. There's other ways that you can brand yourself. And it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. It's supposed to be a consistent effort your brand is an e- ever evolving ecosystem you are not there to just like do one and for the next 30 years it's going to be like that you're going to change you change your company will change also so whoever that you are serving make sure that you make sure that your brand is aligned yeah so yeah Imran also agree uh, trusted partners and collaborators as I said yeah you these are the people that you should make friends for life I feel they are like the most like uh, they are like the MVP of your company they might not be direct investors but they are definitely there to inspire you sometimes to like you know 
everybody as an entrepreneur are working towards a goal to become sustainable, you know, to really enjoy this process. So having these vendors really helps a lot. Yeah. True, bro. True. Trust and brand have to build slowly. Uh, you know, Rome doesn't build through overnight one. So it, it takes more than that. So uh, if you feel that I have missed out anything, do let me know in the comments below. Uh, if you feel that certain points is important, do highlight even uh, when you're watching the rerun. I believe most of the people are going to watch the rerun because uh, this is quite a... Uh, it's actually a very dense topic. Like, if I'm... I was managed to squeeze it into three because I promised three ways, right? So these are the main three ways. I don't want to give you like the, what, uh, checklist of like, what, 20 things you need to build for your... Uh, I think that's just too much. Lah. Like, I want to give you these three ways so that you can immediately apply in your business. Then there is no BS to it. Like what I mentioned, there's no BS in this whole process. You can just apply straight away. Like right now, these three ways, right? You can just literally apply for your business. And let me have a quick recap. So the first one is to make long-lasting impression with your brand identity. That will make sure that your you give an image of uh, your, your brand along the way. And that impression is very important. If you don't have the right impression, it's very hard for other people to trust you as a brand. So just to make sure that uh, you, you understand, uh, make sure you uh, share your spirit, share your spirit of the company, um, improve your logo, not just logo, but to make sure that people understand why you're doing this. Like understand why you, are, you even operate this business in the first place. They need to feel that passion. Yeah, it's not just open for the sake of opening. If you're going to do that, then I think you you might have to change your, your branding a little bit. Yeah, The next one is to make your content shareable. Uh, this is really for the social aspect. Like when you are creating um, content, like uh, maybe a checklist or something, you have to make sure that it's easier to share because all these people that share for you, they are like your spokesperson. You If you share yourself, it just feel like you are blowing a trumpet for yourself lah. but if you make yourself uh, make your content shareable it gives people a chance to first share your content second is you that means you are very sure that this actually helps them because it's shareable if there's an instinct for people to share this stream right now like if they feel that it's gonna help and if you let me take this out if you feel like today's episode helps do share this stream right now to really help people so if this proves my point of being shareable then that also means that your red identity increase because that gives the illusion that it works. That means whatever that I shared makes sense and it can help people's business. So do me a favor if you feel that it's, it's worth it to share to your friends, please do press the share, copy the link, paste it on your wall. That really helps a lot for this show. Okay, the last point is to build your reputation and become an authority. Uh, I think I'm the live example for this. Uh, I've been doing it for six months, going seven, and week in, week out, I've been doing this, I've been helping. So, when you do this, right, you give an impression of Yen Chong really know how to do video marketing, and I do, I really do, because when I translate into education, I felt that I learned a lot more, I learned a lot faster. Yeah, so that, that helps a lot when I'm doing um, live stream. It forces me to really get the most updated news on... Uh, whichever topic that I'm trying to go through, which is what I go through with my clients all the time. Yeah, so uh, make sure that you 
build your reputation by creating no just be helpful just go there and help people share your knowledge and that will command uh, authority and being an authority gives you more leverage to influence people no, if you have things to sell or whatever, that makes you more trustworthy. You build that trust, that relationship, like I always do. Make sure that you create this synergy between you and your viewers so that they will feel more encouraged to, to be part of this process. Hey, so hope you enjoyed today's topic. And if you like today's content and you feel that it actually resonates with you, please subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating into a subscription uh, on if it's on Spotify, this do give us a five star review. That is really good. Uh, if it's on Apple Music, there's also a rating system because the rating system is one of those ways that you could elevate the podcast uh, into uh, into the higher rankings of the podcast because uh, there's not really a lot of ways that you can boost this podcast. So the only way to show, show support is to uh, rate this uh, highly so that it will be easier to be uh, explored by new listeners. And that would really, really, really help uh, this podcast to continue to survive too. So really thank you again and I will see you next time.